What is up, podcast? I got a special one for you today. I was actually a guest on the Party Rental Knowledge podcast with Justin from Party Rental Knowledge on YouTube. And so that's what you're going to hear now is his podcast that I'm going to repost here. But uh, so me and Justin kind of start out talking about um, some bounce house stuff. Um, he does a lot of tents and, and uh, tables and chairs. And then Adam, the tent guy, from also from YouTube, so go look him up as well. Um, he joins us about halfway through there, and then uh, we kind of get a little deeper into a whole bunch of different stuff. And then we also talk about my free water slide, 18-foot water slide that I got for $0 and how I'm going to try and salvage that sucker. But anyways, I'm going to now hit the go button. So enjoy the Party Rental Podcast with Justin, Adam, and myself. Thank you. Peace. Also, right before we get into this here, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to please subscribe on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to this. It means the freaking world to me. Thank you so much. Love you guys. What is up? My name is Justin from Party Rental Knowledge, and this is my buddy Nick Glassett from The Jump Off. What's up, Nick? What up? If you don't know, we both teach like tips and tricks on the party rental industry. We're both party rental YouTubers per se. <laughs> it's so cool to hear, you know, when we were on the phone the other day, you're, you said YouTuber and influencer. I'm like, it's still so weird to hear that stuff. You know what I mean? Well, influencer, like I try as like influencer, I try and stay away from, but it honestly comes with the territory of actually right. educating and having a face and stuff like that. But it's what you do with the influence that matters. Um, I just try and stick to teaching people about weird stuff about bounce houses and tents and you do christmas lights don't you yeah so i'm a christmas light contractor from about mid october ish right and it starts slow and then it gets crazy um until about december we hung lights this year till about december 10th i think yeah that's nice yeah and it's uh it's a it's an industry that's you know it's kind of crazy. I got into it by accident. No, no joke. And, uh, but what's crazy about it is, is it scales year over year. So if anybody's interested in anything like that, right? So if you think about it like this, you, cause you supply all the, all the materials. So year one, I install a house and I charge them whatever I charge them, right? 1200 bucks or whatever it is. And so I've, I've got to pay labor for my guys. And then I got to pay materials costs for socket wire, for bulbs, clips, you know, cords, the whole nine. Then that comes down and goes into a storage bin. And then next year we reinstall for a little bit less of a price. It's about a 19, 20% discount, but all the materials are bought. Right. And so however much money you deal in year one, you basically that amount of revenue next year is all profit almost. And so it's a business that scales so fast year over year. It's insane. Yeah, it makes sense. It's just like party rentals really. Mm-hmm. So it's a, do you get a lot of roofers to do that basically what in the ought like to go do that for you or you kind of have your own crew? Yeah. So I've, what, the, what I've done is right. Cause the season's so small with Christmas lights that building a crew is, is challenging because it's like, you've got this little teeny tiny window and you're going to train them in, you know, August, September and you have no revenue to pay them. Right. So you've got to figure out how to pay them with no revenue coming in. So what I did was I just kind of took my, jump off crew and just, you know, kind of shifted them over to Christmas lights. And then the jump off ended up staying so busy 
uh, one of my guys, Jacob, he literally, I think he did lights with me. Like, you know, he was like my helper two times. Other than that, he, he ran the jump off. I mean, he did almost everything except for talk to the clients, you know, over the phone. I, I still did that, but, um, and then he would kind of pick one of the guys and stick them in the truck with him. And then everybody else just came over with me. Um, and then I did hire two guys specifically for let's get lit. That's the name of the Christmas light companies. Let's get lit. Um, I hired two guys for that, Alex and Braden. Trained Alex as basically as fast as I could so I could get him installing on his own. Trained Braden very little, just minimal, so then he could go be Alex's helper. So then we could run multiple crews. And that's when things, you know, really, really spiraled out of, well, I mean, not yeah, out of control, crazy. but yeah, that's when things got nuts because, you know, then you're installing, you know, seven, eight houses a day between the crews. And, and things got real fun. But but for the most part, you know, I kind of just had my jump off guys moonlight with me over at Let's Get Lit. So it worked pretty good. Basically just threw them up on ladders. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and just made sure, you know, um, I kind of do things backwards, right? Because I like to work. So and, and I enjoy the work. So um, I go do the big monsters, you know, the big houses, the hard jobs, that kind of stuff. And then I send them out to go do some one story stuff, some little bit of ladder work. I try to keep them off the roofs. You know, I just, um, if they, if they stay with me next year, it'd probably be a different story because they, yeah. you know, they'll be, yeah, they will be a little versed, a little, little better versed in it. But do you have roofing experience? No, I started a Christmas light company without a car and without a ladder. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. That's, my next door neighbor, not- like I just quit my corporate job. Um, we were walking back from the bus stop, right? Cause I was taking my kindergartner to the bus stop once I didn't have to go to freaking work every day. I was just trying to figure out what businesses to start and the jump off had, I think three slides at the time, maybe. And, um, right. So it was teeny tiny. So I was putting together swing sets on the side, building bikes. Um, and then I was reselling stuff like crazy. I'd literally drive around with the jump off trailer on trash day and fill it up, take it home, clean the stuff up, sell it on eBay, just whatever I could do. My next door neighbor, Lori says, um, that she always has a hard time getting her husband to put up her lights. And so she said, I bet people would pay you to put up lights. I was like, that's wild. That's goofy. Came inside, made a Facebook post and was hanging lights about two days later. And then I used, started using, I borrowed a ladder, I borrowed a truck. And then I used that money to buy my own ladders. And then, um, I bought a, a little Jeep right at the end of the season, um, with some inheritance money that we had gotten. And then just kind of scaled it the next year. And then this year we went bonkers with it. That's way to go, man. Yeah, I've been, I've been uh, growing my party rental company slowly, slowly just accumulating stuff the same way. So I think it works the same way with Christmas lights almost. I'm curious how much like breakage there is. Is it probably not much if you get the plastic ones, right? Yeah, the bulbs are the bulbs are extremely high quality, and and there's a couple different brands you know that I that I stick to. Really, there's two brands that I really um, like the best. You know, they don't they don't break. Every now and then you get a bad bulb and you screw it in and it doesn't pop on, but it's super rare. Um, the really the, the issue that you get is like, do you know what a dormer window is? Like, so that the yeah. roof comes across, you know, and there's like a little random window that pops out the roof. Mm-hmm. And so those dormer windows don't ever have gutters on them. They always have shingles. And so you, you get those dormer windows, the, sh- the, the clips you use to slide into the shingles blow off and you got to go freaking right. I had to drive 40 minutes to go put up two bulbs the other day. 
can you, you gotta bolt them in somehow probably in the dormers yeah so what i do is i actually oh here i got one right here so i i use these little right binder clip everybody knows what a binder clip uh, is and so the little um i wish i had one here but it's a little plastic it's got two little plastic kind of teeth if you will that are about the size of your fingers and they slide under and then it's got a piece that comes up that the bulb sticks out of right so then the bulbs facing the street this way yeah. so then I, I just take these and clamp them onto the right onto the, the shingle part where it slides in or you i clamp them right onto the wire and way less issues and i kind of discovered that at the end of the season um and so the the early season stuff was what was blowing down but i just send the guys i just send them with two boxes of these things i just buy them on amazon in bulk now you go oh, here, yeah. put as many up as you need so they don't fall down because getting those calls is just like oh my god yeah it, is. it really starts eating the pocket <laughs> yeah because that right because you don't want to send your guys to go do it because you got to pay them so then you try to go do it yourself and then your whole day goes to shit because you got to go drive up 40 minutes to put up two your time's worth a bunch of money too mm-hmm. but you charge them 1800 bucks so it's like you get you you get there day of if you can Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. If you guys have any comments or questions or anything like that, go ahead and put them in uh, right now. Just go ahead and ask us. We'll throw them up on screen. We'll try and ask them. Uh, we do this live stream every week. If you don't know that, um, not me and Nick, but he's more than welcome to join us every week too. Just me and other people. I think Adam might come on a little bit later. Uh, yeah, we just talk about party rental stuff. We get nerdy about tents and events and other things like that. Uh, what else do we do here in the channel? I got the newsletter. Check this out, too, if you haven't seen this yet, everybody. Text that phone number. Get deals every month. Uh, new deals every month. Deals every month. Different things every month. Going to this. Uh, they'll send you the website once you text this phone number. I'm texting uh, it right now. Up for it. It's free. Yeah, you gonna do it? Yeah, I was gonna ask you today. I had that on my list to ask you how because you were talking about it the other day. And I was like, I actually don't know where to sign up. Yeah, it's it's insane. There's a whole bunch of different people on there. Like Jump Orange is on there. Uh, a couple of the, like BCN is on there. IOs on there. Event Hawks on there. Um, Fix My Inflatables on there. Urban Hippos on there. Foam Daddy's on there. Uh, a bunch. There's a bunch of uh, different things in the newsletter. Um, um, I'm in. Talk a little bit about your channel too. Yeah, so the channel, um, man, that has been such a fun freaking project. Um, I started it because I used to have a corporate job where I'd have, like, this time of year, I'd have 500 employees, you know, underneath me, about 25 direct reports. But you know, I'd go travel the stores and and just teach people stuff like crazy the whole time. And um, once I left that, I've never been happier, never missed any of, you know, corporate life. It's just not for me, you know, long story short, but the only thing that I kind of did have a, like a little bit of a longing for was teaching or mentoring people. Just, you know, you, you, you teach somebody something that changes their life or you see that aha moment in their face and it just was so rewarding. So, um, I kind of, I'd been toying with starting the YouTube channel for a long time. I just kind of didn't know what content to pump out. Then when I started hiring new guys for the jump off and teaching them how to roll, how to, you know, do everything that I do, I'm like, bingo, bingo, there it is. And so started the channel. Um, you know, I had some small little goals, absolutely crushed them. Um, 
and I've just, you know, really enjoyed being on camera and, and, you know, I was a little bit more comfortable with that than I thought I was going to be. Um, kind of, you know, you got to find your voice. You got to make some shitty videos and post them and nobody watches them and whatever. I was scared crapless. And then Ed, like Adam literally put me on for first. I was really quiet and all that. And like, I'm a really loud, obnoxious person in person too. It's like, it's crazy how much, like I even on camera now, like the camera, like live camera makes me like a little less wild than I really am in person. Like you see me at IAPA and stuff, but That's yeah, it's, it's fun. I know exactly what you mean there. Yeah, and so now, like, we shot um, we shot a video the other day doing Christmas lights. It was, like, the last house we were running the whole season. Um, I had Brooke. She was off work of her real job, so she came over and uh, shot a whole bunch of content, and she's putting it together right now. I'm hoping it'll be done this week, and we can get it up this week. But it was just, like, I feel so comfortable in front of a camera now. It's wild. I never, you know, I didn't think that would happen. Um but anyways, yeah, and so I wanted to, you know, I just, I'm a person that, like, I set a lot of goals for myself, but I don't really care about them. And I know that kind of sounds weird, but it's like, as soon as I want to, you know, start this YouTube project, I'm like, well, f I'm going to get to a thousand, right? Because a thousand subscribers where you're going to monetize. I don't want the money. I don't care about the money. Like, it just, I, I still that. monetize my channel. Adam's going to be mad. He's in the background. He's yeah, like, you're... I wanted to do that like last week. Yeah, you got to monetize it because your your ad revenue is going into Google's pocket. Yeah, I so know. Go get your cut of that. because it... it's. I know. I got to. I just, I'm not, it's not my biggest thing. I really try to educate everybody. My newsletter is how I make money off these different companies getting into it. Oh, you're right. By presenting them to other people and giving them value to, to you guys, to other companies. That's, that's how I, I don't, but yeah, I got you. I'm stupid, right, Adam? Uh, well, honest, honestly, it's not that much money. Yeah, it ain't that much money either. Yeah. Oh, no. See, a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, dude, I'm, I need a lot, man. A couple hundred bucks, a couple hundred bucks, so. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's what's going on. I wasn't watching in the beginning. We all got our own company shirts on today. Look at that. I always have this on. My, my girlfriend's upset. I know, me too. So dirty. Like, I mean, I'm either in this or a Let's Get Lit shirt pretty much 24-7. Yeah. Hey, nice to meet you, Nick. Yeah, what's yeah, up, Adam? How are you? I'm in a Carhartt shirt most of the time or this stuff. Right, I, mess, I like Carhartt. Nick's going to come on my other channel and talk about the lighting business, right? We talked about that, didn't we? Yep. Yep. Yeah. We can go as in-depth as you want. I got all sorts Yeah, there's of a little teaser on this before, but we'll go. you'll go more in-depth on your channel, I'm sure. Yeah. And then I'm taking a page out of Justin's. Justin made a comment earlier. That I could fill an entire YouTube channel with just interviews with bounce house people. So I'm going to make a 11th channel. Just no, don't do a channel. Just do a playlist on the interview channel. I don't know. Because the interview channel is more like businesses, all general, all over the place. I don't want to like dilute it with just bounce houses. So I'm making an 11th channel about bounce houses only. Love it. Just, just interviewing people. Let don't me know. You separate I'll, I'll phones for each YouTube channel, though? No, not anymore. It was. Yeah, oh, they separated. Oh, I'm up yeah. I had to. I had to use like my friends. I had to use my office Ooh. one. Um, but now I've just been just using the same number. Let's get it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple things I would. So let me know. Let me know in the comments here if you'd like to see the podcast separated because I was thinking about separating that off my channel to a separate channel. I don't think you need to do that one because it's still in line. It's not diluting your channel at all. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted like keep the chain like you have the one channel for more educational stuff and I have one just for an actual podcast that we talk about every week. Right. Is this on Facebook too? Because I'm not yeah. seeing any comments, isn't it? Yeah, we got this one. This one's have you gotten a programmable lighting yet? No, I have not yet. I have looked into it. Um, that stuff is expensive. Holy shit. So I charge you know, like a small house that we can do from like a, a one story or a, sorry, like a, you know, a step ladder or whatever. We'll charge like six bucks a foot. Big dog. Like I did like a legit mansion. Mansion would blow your brains. If you saw this house, we did 10 bucks a foot. That's so that's like kind of the Delta of, of how much I charge those programmable stuff. You're talking 25 bucks a foot. I mean, it's, it's brutal. A small house is $2,500. Um, I thought about, I, I looked into becoming an installer for that, um, mainly, and, and I don't know, maybe rich people will pay for it. Maybe they won't, but it's, it's mainly going to be commercial, right? So car dealerships, um, maybe you can get some government buildings, that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't, don't know. I, I looked into it and you got to go do all sorts of courses or whatever. And I was just too busy at the time. But I do have people that reach out, businesses that reach out that want to leave their Christmas lights up all times, right? And we go out and we switch their the bulbs. So they'll be all – like I, I did a veterinary clinic and we did a multi-pattern. So it's green, white, red, orange, um, and blue. And then we switched, to, we switched to Mardi Gras bulbs after Christmas. And then, um, and then we can switch the colors to red, white, and blue for 4th of July, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they want to leave them up permanently. So I basically told them, I'm like, look, I'm going to warranty it for three months. After three months, you become the owner because I'm not being responsible for any fires. You know, you're not supposed to leave Christmas lights up 24-7. The option is, so if, if a business wants to do that, you're supposed to sell them the $25 a foot thing. And it's just it's just a whole different ball game that uh, I definitely am looking at but haven't got into yet. So wait, by programmable lights, does he mean like you can just switch them like that? It can be green, and then you come back and switch it to blue, whatever. It's a permanent install. Um, they don't go on the house like a like a normal Christmas light, where it's not going to be hanging on the shingles or the gutters, but it's going to be like it's hard to explain, but it's kind of up under the soffit, if you will. Okay. Um, and then yeah, they have an app on the phone, and you can just tell it you want red, white, blue, red, white, blue, red, white, blue, or red, red, white, white, blue, blue. That's you can cool. just do anything you want. Where do you live? Where's your main service area? So I live in a little town called Madisonville, Louisiana. It's in kind of like New Orleans Metro, if you will. It's all kind of difficult to explain. But there's a big lake right above New Orleans, and I'm on the north side of that lake. So we're on the north shore. So it's kind of like... This is all normal suburbia over here. It's not crazy, goofy like New Orleans. And so that's mainly, you know, if you look up like Mandeville or Covington, Louisiana, that's really the, the main service area. Um, but for lights, I go to Baton Rouge. I'm looking for a partner in Baton Rouge. I've got two different people I'm supposed to meet with, see if we can set up a partnership for next year to where I'll do all the hard work. They just go do the installs. And then I'm um, same for New Orleans proper. Um, I've got two people I'm going to interview with for that. So we can set up a partnership over there. You know, the money in, in New Orleans is crazy because every single customer is going to go from Christmas to freaking Mardi Gras bulbs. And so it's like, you know, four, five, six, $700 upsell 
to switch bulbs, but it's an hour, uh, it's 50 minutes away. You know, New Orleans is 50 minutes away. So we'll see where that goes. Like to go to the music. The music. Yeah, so all that shit. So uh, when people are like, hey, I want my lights programmed to me, I go, no. Mm -mm. You know, I make, I can run lights on a house so fast it would boggle your mind. So I'm like, I make lights, or I make money running lights on houses. And, you know, we do bushes, we do trees, we do all that, that stuff too. But it's like, would they want uh, the radio station and all that? I'm like, man, I'm not a hacker. So no. Yeah, but Talk but, to somebody in the stagehand union. Yeah, it's uh, like, not my ball game, but probably hire them. They're not working all the time. You could probably hire somebody to do it. Right. Yeah. But you buy this little box. I mean, you can buy it on Amazon. It's like 150 bucks. Maybe it's called like Mr. Christmas or something like Mr. Christmas light, something like that. All your shit plugs into that. And then it'll twinkle your lights to the tune of reindeers or uh, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. And that box will play music, but it's obviously not very loud. So then from there, if you can do the hack thing where you do the, the radio station and all that, but you got to have like the antenna and whatever, but that's, that's how you do it. Um, I don't know how to do it, nor do I ever plan on ever doing it. Uh, where do you get your lights from? So my favorite, uh, basically I actually kind of have three favorite websites now. So my number one favorite is christmaslightcontractorsusa.com. It's the longest URL in the universe, but if you go there, you know, it's easy to shop. The stuff they sell is trustworthy. It's it's great stuff. And then um, um, the guys that run it, the two guys that run it are are absolutely awesome. Other one that I discovered this year that I really like is called Lights at Wholesale. They're based out of Utah, and I'm from Utah, born and raised. So I got a little small spot in my heart for them. But Lights at Wholesale is cool. They got free shipping on everything over 400 bucks, which I spent 40000 on Christmas lights this year. So I got free shipping from them a whole bunch. And then... And the new, another new one I discovered like right at the end of the season was, I think it's murphychristmaslighting.com. Um, they're, they're an installer based out of Dallas, I believe, but they also have a wholesale side and, and they did a bang up job. I was really impressed with their customer service, but those are my three favorite. Right. There's a company that we use in the tent world, um, actionlighting.com. Um, but they, they're mostly for Christmas lights. Um, and oh, then, okay. they, then they have a tent division. That's I'm cool. a, I'm assuming you have you buy a big giant spool, 500 feet SPT two wire. Yeah, the... I buy a thousand foot SPT one. The SPT two okay. is real thick, so we just run SPT one for Christmas okay. lights. Gotcha. Yeah. And then it already has the sockets on it, and then you can cut and put the female plugs, male plugs, wherever you need. Yep, that's exactly how we do it, and so. Right. Some of the big companies will um, pre-assemble there, so they'll pay their guys to make you know fifty foot or or hundred foot sections, and they wind it up in big uh, fifty gallon like trash cans, and then you know they go out and they build their stuff with that. We build all of ours on site just because we're smaller. So right. We literally custom double, build in their front yard. They have to be double wired, right? Because so they one goes out, they all don't go out. Yeah, so they're do you use SP instead of having thicker wire going through just one line and having them come down, you have two wires basically running around, right? Yeah, so it's two like I wish I had some of my stuff with me, but it's all at the freaking warehouse. But yeah, so it's two wires, you know, and then you split them on the end, you cut it, split it on the end, and then that's how you put your, your vampire plugs on. 
And so, yeah, if one bulb goes out, one bulb goes out. Like, it's not stringer shit from Home Depot where it's the three wires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In series, yeah. It's smaller wire, but because ours is just thicker wire, but it doesn't. It doesn't spiral or anything like that. It's just one line. It still doesn't go out if one goes out. So yeah, if, same same deal. If you're doing a house and we we got a big long uh, roof line, but then like three pieces that are stick out, you know, and it comes up and there's windows. Would you do run a full line all the way down, and then everywhere we got to go up to decorate the you know the roof line that sticks out for the windows? If you put a put a female plug, then then go back up and around. Or like, yeah, essentially it kind of like, that's kind of the fun of it. Like, uh, and that's one of the hardest things actually to train is, you know, we look at a house and my admin does everything from the office where she measures everything. She sends the quotes, um, complicated stuff, stuff she'll send to me for approval, but most of the stuff she's pushing out. Right. And so I'm seeing a picture of the house, you know, the morning of, you know, it comes to the group text. Here's what Nick's installing today. Nick's truck's doing today. And then you get to the house and then. You find where your plug is and then you kind of design, you know, you design everything from there and you, you just think, okay, I'm going to come up with power wire here. I'm going to run this gutter this way. And then I'm going to, you know, female inline female off to get to this other gutter up here. And then you just really build it as you go. And it's like, to me, that never stops being fun. Right. That's cool. Yeah. All right. So if you've got a stretch of lights, a stretch where there's going to be no lights at all, uh, are you running the wire with the sockets on it or are you running just plain wire for that little? So bit? you can do one of two things. So you can run. So I buy a, a spool about, uh, you can buy them in 250 or 500 foot lengths, but it's SPT one with no sockets. Yeah. And so you can run that. If you got to go far, you, you run that right anything over two feet probably you you run that and you tuck it in and you make it you know you hide it and you try to make it look good if you're just going to go up a, like a a little a little jump where it just comes to the end and then jumps up what you'll do is that off and so you can inside those little clips that clip the socket on and you just take your flathead screwdriver and just pop those and the socket will pop off and then i just hit it with some electrical tape and then you know it's just cheaper because each one of those freaking female plugs and male plugs is anywhere between 60 cents to a dollar you know so you, you can pop that socket off and tape it way way quicker way cheaper way easier right um you might want to check out action lighting for their sockets at least then because i know their sockets are way less than that the, that's the cool the male, the the male female vampire what okay like two three bucks for a whole bag yeah, something like that. I mean, it's been a while. I bought a lot a long time ago, so it's been a while since I bought it. But who knows now? All right, cool. Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm always on the, you know, I'm always on the uh, prowl for better, right? Because you're gonna, like I said, this year I spent like forty two thousand dollars or something. And so if you can get the a little bit of better, you keep those lights at the end of the season, or you take them back? Yeah, I take them down and store them for them all year, um, and then we go put them back up. And so. Yeah, you do get you do get people you know i had the last client that i had to ask for lights or, or ask for a bid I, you know i was just like dude i'm tired so he's getting the full thing so it was like a 1900 dollars bid <laughs> and uh he's like yeah we, we talked to the wife we're super happy the only thing we want to change is you know have you we'll pay you that you'll come back and put them up and then you don't have to do anything again we'll take them down we'll storm you know and i'll just put them back up myself next year and i tell people I'm like man it's i'm not 
I'm not licensed or I'm not insured for that. And the, the product is not made to be a, a product that is sold like that. Like I can't just sell it to a homeowner and walk away. Right. It's not got the little UL tag on it. It's not been inspected for, you know, resale. It's all part of the service and I'm, everything's covered as long as it's me touching the lights, as long as I'm the only one, right. Me and my guys are the only ones that touch the lights. We're good. So there is no, you get to buy it from me and, and do it all yourself. Right. Cause your hope is you've set this all up. You've got female plugs, male plugs, everything where you need them so that it goes with how they want the outline of their house. Your hope is that they just rent from you again next year. Cause you already have their house in a bin. Yeah. And, and from a business the- standpoint, like, the year one, don't get me wrong, we make we make plenty of money year one. But year two, we make it's I mean, it's literally a hundred percent profit minus the gas and then minus the wages you're paying the guy to put it back up if, if you're not doing it yourself. Right. So from a business standpoint, it does make more sense um to to do it the way we do it, but um I I don't want to be held liable for this guy, right? I don't know what he's gonna do. He's right. going to try and put his own plugs on. He's going to try and plug more shit into it and run yeah. incandescence off of it. You just don't know. And next thing you know, it starts a fire. And then, you know, who's who's on the hook? It's just kind of like, it's one of those things like, you know, thing. you know nah. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. It makes sense. And it's a good way to just keep them in line to the good paying opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So we have a- and a lot of us guys in the temp business have these lights, these strands that, you know, they have a little hook on them so you can put them on the shingles or whatever. And my friend explored it one year because, uh, you know, he literally had tens of thousands of feet of, you know, these lights. And then he was like, nope, never again. And then from him, I was like, all right, he said never again. And he did a lot of business that year. I was like, I'm, I'm just not going to try it. It's hard. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things where, why do I like it so much? I have no freaking idea, Right. but, but, but it's hard. You know, you're going, you know, I, I keep myself in shape. I work out, you know, six to seven days a week. Once Christmas light season hits, I work out zero days a week. Right. Cause it's, I mean, you know, you got to run, like I got our biggest ladder we have is a 32 footer. And so it's like, I had a house where I had to run like 60 feet of lights probably across the whole gutter with this 32 foot ladder and this house is massive. And so my other helper, I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm solo in this ladder. Cause I need you over there building power cords. I need you, you know, finishing up over there so we can get the hell out of here. Cause we got two more houses to go do. So I'm moving a 32 foot ladder, three feet, go up, clip three lights, four lights, come down, move it. I mean, it's brutal. Right. Well, fortunately it's not too cold. Right. Where me and Justin are from, would... <laughs> yeah. I yeah, don't know. How... It's like what does it say right now? Twenty five degrees. Yeah. Well, oh, we yeah, yeah. you you get them up well in advance though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're in so. I mean, this year I was dying. I was up on up on roofs getting sunburned and burned by the shingles because it was so warm down here. Really? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and shorts. Want... You know, and you're you're installing in, in shorts and. You know, you got to go, you don't, you don't really think about this, you know, until you start doing it, but you got to go through the bushes all the time, right? Your ladders on the bushes or there's a holly, spiky holly tree or whatever. And it's right. 82 degrees. You're in shorts and a short sleeve shirt, just get torn up. So that bounce house that you picked up for free, I just saw the video like an hour ago. Did you clean it yet? No, my guys are going to clean it tomorrow. Um, 
Oh, I, I posted the video of how dirty it was. It was like, yeah, I got how, there and was like, woo. How'd you get that for free? So I, I'm a big, big, big fan of karma, right? I like to just give as much as I can and be as nice as I can and whatever. So I have, a, in, they live in my neighborhood, but they're our good buddies. Um, they own a, a lawn care company. This slides at one of their clients' house, and she said she wants it gone, and she can't get it to the curb to throw away. And da 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 da. And they're like, "Slow down, slow down, slow down." And so they were like, "If you can go get it," I'm like, "Give me your number." You know what I mean? I started talking to her, and it turns out it's an 18 foot water slide that you know, yeah. uh, it's I think two years old. It was tent and table when I got there. I was I thought it was, and then I got there and it was. And so basically, it just kind of was like, I don't know, fell on my lap. Did she buy it, like, to use? Her, or... her husband, yeah. So her husband had bought it two-ish or so years ago for for their family to use, right, which means it's in the worst condition it could possibly be in. You right. know? I love when people are like, I'm selling a bounce house, and it's just been used by my own kids. Like it's, you're like, bro, that means it's in worse condition than if it's been rented out. Trust me. Right. But, uh, yeah, and so, but she's just like, yeah, if you can come get it, you know. I said, yeah, uh, absolutely. So we set it up. I was supposed to go last week, and then she texts me. My neighbor's taking it. Never mind. I'm like, dude, I had the trailer hitched up. I had the Jolly Dolly ready to go. So I took it back. I took all that shit back to the warehouse, and then she texts me like three or four days later. She's like, fell through. If you can come get it, I'm like, I'll be there tomorrow. And so then, uh, yeah, so I went and picked it up today. We're going to polish it up tomorrow and see if we can salvage it. I don't know. Dude, the leaf stains look pretty, pretty gnarly. Sitting in our yard for two years? Uh, and she was, she was a fast talker, right? She wasn't from Louisiana. She was, she was from out West. So she talked fast, but she said they lived in Albuquerque. They lived in Vermont or something. And she made it kind of sound like the slide was moving with them everywhere. And then her kid came out. And so I didn't get, I didn't get the full story, but it sounded like the slide had kind of traveled with them, I guess. I don't know. Right. Um, ship chemicals with two P's, uh, ship. Uh, they have a lot of things that might get those leaf stains out. Obviously, the best thing is UV lights and, well, the sun. Um, and then with, if you don't have that, UV lights get leaf stains out. Um, but then SHIP has a few things. They have a citrus one, which will help. You ba Basically, if you just call them and tell them what the material is and what the stain is, they'll hook you up with the right solution to get rid of that stuff. Tico Solutions working nice. on Bounce cool. House in uh, Leaf Stain Remover, too. Okay. Well, they don't have it yet. So, so uh, Tico, Tico, T-E-E-C-O, they, they they make washing machines for tents. Um, they have a lot of chemicals, too. But right now, I know Ship Chemicals with two Ps, they they have stuff to get leaf stains out. Beautiful. Yeah, we're going to we're gonna see what we can do to this thing because it's kind of like – I mean, it's an 18 foot slide. If I can put it's it in, if I can put action, it in. action rides has a leaf stain remover too. Oh, or, yes, I have seen that product. I've never used it, but I have seen it. Yeah, and like use any either. I'm trying to get yeah. free bounce houses, right? Dude, I'm like, if I can get into the fleet, I mean, my 17 foot big kahuna was my crappiest water slide, you know, last season. It did like 62 or 6,300 bucks, something like that. And then uh, my Tiki Plunge, so random, Tiki Plunge 18-footer with deep pool. I bought on a freaking whim. That thing was my best slide by a mile. It did like 11,500, I think, this season. 
Nice. Yep. It was it was running like three times a weekend, every weekend. It was nuts. Yeah, I was getting my water slides are out going nuts. Both my jump orange units were going crazy this year. So Nick, you're gonna start doing tents? I have looked into it deeply. Um last year i think it was before i bought the foam machine i was kind of like whatever you're gonna get that itch where not that i'm bored with bounce houses and slides but it's kind of like okay okay and i started looking into it and i was like okay that's not like just hop right in from bounce houses to tents i'm like that's a whole they're very they they feel very similar until you look into it then it's like wait a minute that's a whole new ball they're they're different hours and different days though so it does work Um, oh really yeah like you're you're gonna be setting your tents up yep Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, your bounce house is going out Friday, Saturday. You know, you don't have to pick your tents up till Sunday, Monday. And anything in the weekend or during the or anything during the week, you can either just toss in the truck or the tent. Yeah, you can do both That's at the right. same time, obviously. You have a bounce house any day, but a bounce That's house guy, you have to train him on tents. Yeah. Uh, right. That's kind of where I was like, all right, that learning curve looks steeper than right a foam machine. I'm like, okay, I can I can figure that out by plug that thing in. Let's have a little phone party for yeah, the I just made all, I just made my whole crew tent guys. Yeah, what to so um, I just forced it. One of the things about tents that um I don't remember why or how I know this, but was storage and transportation is much different in, uh, with a tent than a bounce house. You put it in a bag. Yes or no? You put it in a bag. Yeah, yes. you just make sure okay. you put it in a bag. Um, I don't care what all you guys bounce house guys say, but you know, I've been acquiring bounce houses and acquiring more. I'm buying bags for them, guys. I don't, I don't fucking care. All right, you're stupid. That that won't last. Yeah, you know that think. won't last. Calling it out right here. That won't last. What are you buying on eBay? I'm you don't, buying you on don't eBay. need it because the bot. Listen, the reason we don't use bags for inflatables is because one, they're not white. Two, the bottom of the inflatable is twice as thick as the outside of the inflatable. I get you. I've do seen we, enough posts. You roll it out. No, but you are more, more likely to damage an inflatable when you don't roll it correctly and you have a blower tube sticking out or something like that or the edge of it and it getting nicked on the inside. Like when it gets nicked, it always gets nicked on the outside. If it's still, if you get a cut in the bottom of the bounce house, Half the time, you don't even have to repair it or patch it because the air pressing on it won't even affect the air in a bounce house. I'm just like, saying, the bags aren't that that expensive from Brian over at Rental Innovations. Yeah. I'm just going to bag them. Plus, I can label the bags. The bag is a little bit – like it's just annoying because if you don't roll big enough to go in the bag, when it's wet and soaking wet, you're going to put this soaking wet water slide inside a bag. I'm just, I've seen enough videos or, or pictures of people and being like, oh, I think I scraped this against the trailer that, and now there's a big hole in it. I'm like, well, just get yourself it's, a bag. And it's always on the bottom of the inflatable. Hey, it's a $50 bag. Yeah. Hey, Nick, are you going to, are you going to put your stuff in bags ever? No, dude, I'm addicted to speed. I got to go fast. And that's, that's not, just it's not happening, dude. It's going to be, it's just tents, more shit I got to carry. Tents are different because it's white. You will spend more time cleaning them than if you just put it in a bag. I don't know. But I support, I fully support you in, in your bags, though. Like, yeah. like let, let's make no mistake no. here. If no. you, if you can shift don't paradigms and, and bring bags, you know, into the forefront, I'm all, I support 100%. And I will admit when I'm wrong if I'm wrong. 
Well, you can't get them back in the bags that they come in. I know this. You can barely get tents back in the bags they come in. I'm going to buy Brian's purple bag. Yeah. The problem is then you put it on your electric dolly and the bag's like saggy, so then it goes into your wheels. And so you just sweating. don't know how to get the bag that's not saggy. you gotta, you got to lift it up, spin, you know, you know like that, and it's nice and tight. We're in New York, so you're going to learn fast, too, that an inflatable roll in the summer is a totally different size than an inflatable roll in the winter. Why not? That's yeah. how tents are too. The summer they're like this, and then the winter they're like this. That's what I'm Whatever. Saying, so. I know you guys. I know all the bounce house people don't like bags, and no one uses bags. But <laughs> me and Brian are on the same page. I'm just gonna bag it. That's Brian tough. sells bags. Yeah. <laughs> He's gonna be on your page. Well, <laughs> I'm on the, the protection page. I'm gonna protect the thing. It doesn't. It, it's the bottom of the thing. Oh, it's an easy patch. It's so simple to patch. If it gets I get it. The I get it. The the, the one that the, the guy just sent to me for free. I got a free bounce house recently too. It's only a ten by ten. Um, but it didn't have a bag, and I'm all upset about that. Adam, it don't work like that. I use bags for storage only. I don't care, dude. I I come from put. That thing better be in a bag. That's my world. If it's not in a bag, you know, you're in trouble. And if you forgot a bag, you better get it up off the bottom of the truck somehow. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, to answer your question, um, yeah, so everything you do in the tent world is going to need to be bagged. Uh, even if you take your sidewalls and throw them in the truck and they fall and touch the bottom of the truck, they're just going to be dirty. Sorry. Every Yeah. Tarp or no tarp? Oh, dude. Anybody that's ever visited or lived in southern Louisiana knows you tarp. It's muddy right now, and it's December 22nd. You tarp. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Once I switched to lights and, and you know, Jacob was running everything, he called me once. I was on a roof. He's like, boss, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't tarp anything today. Did I said, Jacob, I don't, right? I tarp them because it keeps them cleaner. You're the one that's got to clean them. So if you don't want to tarp them, I don't do you but for me dude i tarp everything um and i and you got to tarp the whole entire unit down here because it's so muddy water slides especially um if i'm you know i'm from out west i don't know that i would tarp i don't know that i would tarp really that often and if it's a water slide i would probably just tarp where the kids are getting out of the pool or getting off the slide but, but down here, the whole well, yard turns into a muddy mess. I don't like – like so I'm more of the system. Like I think Leisure and Bouncing Angels both have a system where they have a mats that Velcro to the water slides in areas where they just run that, like run through. So you don't have to have a bunch of it. It's ATSM standards because it's attached to the – Tent and Table has it too. They have it's standard is like it's it's attached to the inflatable so it can't come off and it's like a built-in tarp and it has anchor points around it so you can actually just uh actually have that thing down it's still a slight tripping hazard um i would go down that route i am not a tarping guy if you're going to put it directly in mud i know it's going to happen there's a tarp on a truck but i really don't like to use it someone's commenting 500 pound bounce in a bag yeah right I don't think you've seen these bags. Um, I keep sections of 40 lights together so it's faster going up next time. And they're way, way more than 500 pounds when you keep that many sections together. Um, and 
they all fit in these bags that I'm buying. So Damn. any bounce house you throw at me is going to fit in these bags that I'm buying. Remember this next year, I will bet after a month you are not bagging. It doesn't matter. I'm putting up all the money. Someone else is running it. That's my rule. The thing's got to be bagged. He's going to bag it every time. Yeah, right. That comment was from Randy. Okay. Tarps. This guy's a tarp guy. Tarper. I'm a tarper, man. It just makes my life so much easier. Slower, though. That It does kill me. It does break my heart, right? Because I like speed. I don't like tarps. But... I use giant steaks for bounce houses. I use ten steaks. Oh yeah, those are those are legit. Yeah, I don't mess around. I don't. I don't think I'm going to though. I think I'm gonna get some smaller steaks next year. Eighteen inch. Trying fat ones and stuff though, still, but like not the like small, small. It'd just be a little bit faster to go through. You gotta use more of them though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to use my tent stakes. It's easy for a four-prong bounce house. It's it's just weird. Is that your link to bags? No, this is my link to shirts. Um, tarp life versus uh, tarping sucks. I, I, just, I got an Amazon merch store, so I made shirts. One of them says hashtag tarp life and the other one says hashtag tarping sucks that's funny i need to get i need to buy each from all my guys then they can choose which one they want to wear today right i haven't decided what i'm going to do if i when i start doing it what size bag do you use for a 20 by 20 tent top i just asked brian he tells me uh yeah so for my 20 wides, I do a little different. 30 wides and up, I buy tents. I buy tent bags from either Brian or Argo bag. Um, I, I generally just like to get the biggest bag, but Brian's biggest bag is huge. It's purple. It's, it's super huge. Uh, his next biggest bag is orange. Orange will fit anything. Um, but my 20 wides, I actually, when I'm ordering them, I tell Eureka, because I buy my 20 wides from Eureka tents, I say, hey, I want this bag to be gray and I want you to make it a little bit bigger than you normally would because, you know, same thing with bounce house when they're cold, they don't, they don't really, uh, roll up that well. So I have them color coded. So all my 20 by twenties are in a gray bag and the bag is a little bit bigger than what they would normally send it in. And then all my 20 by thirties are in a red bag and all my 20 by forties are in a like orangish bag. You want to say hi? So what are some of your biggest lessons learned over the years? This is my dude right here, my oldest son. I haven't seen him in days. He's been next door at the next door neighbors. <laughs> he works for the jump off too in the summertime. Nice. You, want to say you hi? like having premium bounce house access? Okay. I'll get you some medicine in a minute, okay? <laughs> but uh so what was I gonna say? So what are some of the biggest lessons learned over the years? Delegation, being able to uh, delegate things that I don't want to do onto other people. Um, yeah. Mine is uh, know when to branch out and know when to not. Um, a lot of times you, you want to get 
I'm going to say 10 cent bounce house world. So in the tent world, you want to get shivari chairs. You want to get clear tents. You want to get sailcloth tents. You want to get crazy stuff that you see other people have and they kind of rent out for a lot. But then you get them and you're realizing, man, they go out like only once a month and sure they make good money, but I could have been making way more money if I just stuck to the basics or in the bounce house world. Uh, you got three units, you know, a combo, a water slide, whatever. And then you want to get an, you know, the Velcro wall and this and that, like max out your potential in the basic stuff, the bounce house, the combo, the water slides, max that out before you start deciding to add in, you know, the obstacle courses and the crazy things that aren't going to go out all the time. Just like narrow your focus, maximize that. And then once that's maximized, then start to spread out into those other areas. Yeah, definitely agree with that one. Um, mine's going to be, you know, stay curious. Good technique is going to beat any sort of muscle or power any day of the week. And then you can also probably save yourself some money not buying crazy goofy things like winches for combos or whatever. If you just stay curious and just tweak, tweak, tweak and figure out the better way to do it, before you know it, you're going to be, you know, a master and you'll start and you, you'll realize that once you start hiring people and, and start teaching the stuff you do, you'll realize how complex everything you do is, but how much it makes sense and makes your life easier than when you try and watch that new person do it, not the way you explained it to them. You know, it really hits home that you're like, okay, I'm like a bounce house assassin and I didn't even know. It. Tico's uh, Origins makes tent washers. Well, if you're looking for someone to clean your tents, if you go to Tico's website, they have a list of everyone in the country who has a tent washer and offers tent washing. Usually it's the biggest guys in your area, and you're going to pay 25 cents to 35 cents a square foot to clean it. Basically one rental price to clean it. But they come out, like, really good. Yep. Can you franchise an event rental company? People do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, Taylor Rental was like the biggest one. Um, they do tools and party rental. I, I think you wouldn't want to buy into a franchise. I think you can start one much cheaper for yourself. Than yeah, buying. you're better off doing your own stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and I've, I've looked into franchising. Or, you know, or stuff like that. You know, I wouldn't buy into a franchise unless it's like you're already paying for the brand name and it's already known everywhere. Right, or there is. SEO and stuff. There is a tent company you do it in order to offer their tents. You have to buy in their franchise. It's called uh, Sperry Tents. They have cell cloth tents. Every other company's copied their cell cloth tents, but it's not the same. They actually make their tents out of sale material. Um, and if you want to offer their tent, their tents at a premium, you have to buy into their franchise to do it. Power dolly question mark. You living under a rock? Depends. I'm. I, I, I tell people like this: if you've got a crew of guys that does your uh, does your drops for you, maybe, maybe. They beat that shit up, and they're out there hustling with two guys per drop. Anyway, if you're doing your drops, 110% power dolly today, no question. I keep, I just like to remind people that this thing's worth more than their car. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I get tired. I'm like, dude, would you stop? Like, you treat it well, man. Like, if you break that, you realize, you know, I'm just like, no, I don't even. Send mean, my guys though, the amount of money, like you, the amount of money you make having it though because your guys aren't tired so they can do more work like either way just even if you bought a new one every year and people and the people in this industry do yeah, yeah that's, that's the thing like 
in, in my world, if you got to bring, you know, 500 chairs in the backyard, once you get back there, you realize either one way or the other, you're going up or downhill on setup or pickup. Like it's going to save a lot of time and a lot of, uh, you know, energy having that power dolly. Um, fortunately, I had this one kid named Ethan who treated the job as a gym and he wanted to do everything. And he's like, I'll do it. That's hard. I'll do it. Um, but I did just buy two power dollies um, for these hills and things. That's funny. I have an Ethan too, and he's a he's a bodybuilder or a power lifter. He's huge. Best manufacturer. I like granite. I like granite, but Jerry Shepard's definitely in there, and Jolly Dolly's up in there too. Um, free when it comes to then there's rolls all is pretty decent. I don't know. Dolly guy. Don't know about them yet. I'm supposed to have a talk with them. I saw them at IAPA. Um, They're newer to, too. Supposed to have a talk with them. They're half the price of granite, um, and they can like more customize your unit because like the ones that had IAPA had the flaps on it for like bounce houses. A lot of them were saying that those were too skinny at IAPA. Well, I was like, dude, you can't do that for tents. Like, I need to carry chairs, and he's like, oh, we could just make these flaps flat for you. It actually be easier. So if you want certain customizations, like some of the smaller guys, granite is just going to be granite's cart. That's all it's going to be. Yeah, I'm assuming Tom is the guy from Badass Dollies. I got a message again. I messaged yeah, him twice. I'm a Jolly Dolly fan, but uh, Gary's in my backyard. He's like 20 shops 20 minutes away from me yeah that's cool gary's a really nice guy i want to get i was the one to look into the dolly dollies too yeah i just got a manual one i bought the tall manual one from him um he had a custom painted jump off red i actually used it for the first time like i think yesterday because i got a i got a bigger shop so I, i'm moving from a small storage to like a big shop and i used it and i was like okay this thing's slick and then when i used it today to go pick up that free that free water slide that i got uh, I was like, okay, this thing is, uh, man, it is nice. I'm supposed to do, I actually had it all set up. We were supposed to do uh, like a, a warehouse tour and then um, interview we're going to do for the YouTube channel. Um, but then freaking Hurricane Ida came through and had different plans for us. So haven't got to that yet. Hopefully, yeah, yeah pre, right? We get real, real, real busy in spring here, like April and then May is usually our biggest month. So I'm hoping like, February, like I gotta have to do it late February because we'll have Mardi Gras Christmas light Mardi Gras stuff going on. But I'm hoping I can do it February. It'll be it'll be a fun video because he just expanded too. He just expanded the Jolly Dolly warehouse or uh, shop. Yeah, and Rolls All, I'm a big fan of Rolls All too. Rolls All, Tommy's really cool. Uh, he he wasn't asking. He clarified best inflatable manufacturer, and I don't, I don't know. I'm going to leave that to you guys, but I'm going to guess that's a preference. Yeah, definitely. I love HEC. Um, they just make some badass stuff. They're just, I just see them as a leader. You know what I mean? Industry leader in innovation and everything they do, more or less. Um, Spacewalk is headquartered in my backyard too. They're right across the lake over in New Orleans, and they take amazing care of me. And I've always liked every unit i've ever got from them and then uh easy to um i've got a lot of spacewalk and a lot of easy and um eddie at easy has taken great care of me too and and, and i love the units so those those are my top three 
I was when down on IFI, I was talking to some of the bigger guys that are making like a few million dollars a year doing bounce houses. And they were like, they had a philosophy on buying like big slides and stuff. And they're like, they didn't want all the palm trees and all the things that stick off. Honestly, they said he, this one guy was like tent and table. I buy them from tent and table because they're, they're buying the ones without all the frills because all the frills add weight. And uh, he said he looks for ones that in the important parts have really heavy duty vinyl, but in the very least important parts where no one's really touching like a lighter vinyl and it makes everything lighter overall. So as I'm getting into this, I'm not looking at the ones that have palm trees and birds and stuff sticking out. I'm just looking for the basic, kind of like the one you just showed in your video that was dirty. Um, that's the exact one that the guy I was talking to was buying and saying that this one is going to be lighter than those ones over there. And this is what we go for. I, I rolled that thing by myself, right? And you saw how dirty it was. It was flooded inside, not super bad, but it'd been outside in the rain forever. I rolled it really quite easily. 18 right. footer. Yeah. Yeah. They, they made a very good point to, to, to me because, because you go to Apple and you see all these crazy things. Um, palm trees were a big thing on a lot of, a lot of the units, you know, just like a palm tree, just sticking out at the top, which the air has to go in there and blow that thing up and just adding unnecessary weight. Sure. It looks cool, but it's most, I, I feel it's mostly like a bunch of bounce house guys being like, I have the coolest looking unit. And I'm not sure if when you show up to someone's house, if they really even notice that. Uh, yeah, I get, I get people asking for, I want something not basic all the yeah. time. Hmm. Now you get a shout out. <laughs> there what, was, what was that guy's name, Justin? I forgot it. Um, he was, we went out drinking with him one night in at ARA and then he was at IAPA too. Greg Knight. Yeah, okay. Greg Knight. Greg Knight is a really good guy. He's very knowledgeable in the industry. Yeah, he was the one telling me about getting the more basic and the ones that have the lighter vinyl and the non-important spark parts. How do you price the value of your company if you're gonna sell it? Oh. $100,000. Everybody sells it for $100,000. Uh, I have this, I can answer this. I was just talking to my friend last night about this. And he's explored buying a lot of companies. So when you're looking at it from the buyer perspective, uh, you have to be able to pay a price that is going to allow you to reinvest, allow you to pay yourself and allow a little bit of profit. Uh, if you buy a company and you can't reinvest or pay yourself for five years, uh, they're priced too high. Uh, so when you're selling your company, you need to think about, think about that. Like when I sell this, this guy's going to need to reinvest immediately. He's going to need to pay himself immediately and have a, you know, a decent amount of profit immediately. This can't be, I sell it to him and five years later, he's going to do, do good. Um, so, so that's how you, that's, if you're trying to actually sell your company, that's how I would do it. I would price it at that point. If yeah, I think that's good advice. Yeah. Because um, we go off the, the inventory, what's actually worth, not your fantasy freaking number or anything like that, like what it's actually worth, de depreciation, everything. And then they go off of uh, your, like, your website, how much that's worth, your brand name, and your amount of traffic you bring every year, stuff like that, your yearly revenue. That's what I hear a lot of people go off of, too. 
Yeah, it's hard. I mean, the best way is to get some sort of broker in and they will. Yeah, if, if you work on your brand, you're going to be able to sell it pretty easy. You'll probably be getting offers. Yes. If your brand is more, I mean, your brand can be more valuable than your company. People might want to just pick you because, or buy from, buy your company at more than what it's actually valued because they know if they buy your company, they're going to get so much. That's business. the only way you're really going to sell it anyways, because anybody can just go buy the equipment. Yeah. Well, no, a lot of people just buy up their competitors. Yeah. Thank that's, you. yeah, that's, I've seen that a lot. And, and I don't know, I'd actually be interested to know somebody that does, has done it at a decent scale, how effective it really is. Yeah. I, I think so. A lot of people start going down the route and then they just end up going to auction anyways. Um, on big tents, I, I think I went up 200 to $400 on a lot of tents, 20 wides. It's kind of hard. I'm not going to take a $300 tent and bring it up to 600. Um, I, I think I went up 50 bucks, uh, on those each, uh, whoa, who's that? That was me. Oh. Um, <laughs> So 20 by 40, I think I went from 350 to 400. 30 by 60, I went from 600 to 900. Uh, 40 by 100, I went from 1450 to like 1850, something like that. Uh, delivery fees, I haven't gone up on them. We're just making them more strict and actually, well, I guess we did go up. We're rounding up a lot more. What percentage would you assign each? Profit? invest employees huh. when selling huh I don't, like, yeah. what would you percentage would you assign for like oh gotcha like, like for each year of each year and your money that you earn um so i'm gonna invest as needed basically i'm just buying things as i need them uh and I usually know that at least six months in advance that I booked the job and I need this for that job. Um, profit, obviously, I'm going to maximize as much as I can. And employees, I'm just going to pay anything that I need to to get the work done. But um, I think it was like 30% employees. Uh, maybe this year it was 30% invest and then 40% profit. COVID year, COVID year was an insane profit. Like you would have thought it was going to suck, but then it was amazing profit. Is IAPA beneficial to make the trip? Hell yeah. Go every single year, see what's new, network with your peers, and learn new things. Um, Adam thinks you should only go every like three years. Yep. I, think, I think you should go every year. I, I think it's if you're going just to talk to people. Right it, it, it is fun, but you're not seeing that much year to year. That's different. I don't know. If you're going to be making a lot of purchases, um, you can get better deals face-to-face -face at these shows. Um, but you need to be large enough purchases to offset the cost of going there. So I don't know. But they also have a lot of cool other things there, too. Like IAPA is way more than bounce houses. Bounce houses was a and, small section. And it's at Orlando's. So you can spend time with at Disney with your family as a write-off. Right. Yeah. It was way more than bounce houses, though. 
foam machines. So what's yeah. up? You gonna check out Foam Daddy, Nick? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd like to check them out. I got to get. Uh, there's no market here for foam, so I'm the only one with the machine. Everybody's. I know there's somebody cool. in uh, New Orleans that has a foam machine. There is a. There's a company that that's all they do. I wish I could remember their name. Yeah, because I know they do the parade um, for Mardi Gras. But on yeah, on my side, on my side of the lake, there was nothing, and that's why my, it was my wife's idea to buy it. She wanted to buy it, and she was super amped about it. So I was like, whatever, we'll pull the trigger, buy this thing. Um, I made a I made a decent profit on it. Um, made I would say I made more money for the cost, right? Because I think it was thirteen hundred bucks for the machine and the foam, and then I actually already had random stand it's like a mountain bike uh stand to fix your bike but so i already had that but um i made more profit on that than i could have by buying a unit that that was that same price but i mean i had to build the market i didn't we didn't have a single yeah that's the only thing they don't really talk about too much you really do have to build the market but honestly it builds fast yeah once we did one event at um a really nice private school private Christian school it randomly rented some mom rented it for their field day yep. and it went pretty fast after that it went pretty fast after that and so it's then not. now and then that same school rented it for their like day camp or whatever summer camp for like kids you know what have working parents um they rented it every they rented it four weeks in a row right and so then all those little kids told their so it so it went pretty good so I'm optimistic. I'm gonna try and, and uh, double double next year, um, but it's yeah, one, kind of one of those things where it's like I I did enough to rent it out, and I taught myself enough to rent it out, but I did not go right because I'm a bounce house and water side guy. Yeah, so I'm I'm a bounce house and water side guy. So you know, I did some Facebook and Instagram ads, and you know, I, I pushed shot, a little dude, bit. The first year, a lot of people do that with a lot of different equipment, like especially with new stuff. Like Adam got in the Nerf gun stuff this year. How many parties did you really do? One. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like. Yeah, I just didn't push it. We didn't. Pu I didn't push it. I was too busy with everything else. Right. You, get, you learn. You get your feet wet. You kind of. You know what I mean. You kind of do your thing. I have probably. I only did like probably less than 10 phone parties this year right. yo i'm out nick i'll talk to you later about coming on something else but yep sounds go. good man all right see you guys, guys. we'll get out of this too but uh thank you everybody for watching if you haven't already subscribe to this youtube channel subscribe to nick's youtube channel uh what's your youtube channel name exactly just my name nick glassett yeah, I thought I I know, I, you had to jump off everywhere too, so I, I always forget yeah. the other. We need to rebrand. I talked to Brooke about we need to rebrand a little bit because it's gonna. Well, oh, I would. I you could keep your YouTube channel for the party rental stuff if it's not for your local business on there. But keep the jump stuff. Like everybody knows that I on here that my company name, but I don't talk about what I do here for my local business. I don't want them catching this stuff. Right, right. Yeah, that's kind of what I know I Jordan's had those problems too. You know what I mean? It's but kind of like when it first started making a video, I was like, I don't know what the fuck to put in it. So just throw the jump off logo in there. It's all good, right? Oh, not, yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, I'm not we thinking about it. All the weird stuff too we do for, for marketing and stuff like that. So it makes sense too because then if you use, yeah. you can use it. At, like it's just a little bit different. I would teach 
like what I personally want to do is teach customers on my local t- t- YouTube channel, not mm-hmm. other right. owners. So it's a little bit different anyway, right. but then it's more beneficial. But then getting people to use those videos and subscribe to them help, help make that site rank as a source too. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm with it. So it's interesting, but check out the jump off. I love your videos, man. I love you as a person. You're a great dude. I'm glad to have you in here. Thank you for having me. Come in here more often and spread the news, spread the videos. Like I said, we're building sure. the community up, and it's more of a like a collaboration thing. I don't want people just looking at me all the time. Sounds good to me, man. I'm uh pretty much always always available. So I got two kiddos, and you met one of them. But as long as they're at, at bay with the wife, then we're good. Yeah, oh well, yeah. And post post your information in the group, man. Other people love the education that you bring to the community. Yeah, for sure. Let me see. Uh... I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> Where do I post that? You just grab you just grab the YouTube video and you just throw it right in there into the Facebook into the Facebook group. Oh, okay. Yeah, you just throw them right in there. This way people can see the videos too and you can connect with your audience that way too. Connect with the community. Because you have a lot of good actual valuable questions or uh, answers to questions. And um you do some quite you hire a video editor out to do some of your videos too. It's like really nice work, man. Thank so. you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, seriously, man. Keep up the good work, and I'm glad to have you here tonight, brother. Cool. All right, man. Have a good night. You too. Also, right before we get into this here, I'm going to go ahead and ask you to please subscribe on Spotify or Apple or wherever you listen to this. It means the freaking world to me. Thank you so much. Love you guys.